What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Paul in Theology. I'm back, man. We are continuing our study in James. We're in chapter 3, verses 3 through 6 today. So it's just three verses. Go ahead and check it out. If you haven't read it yet, stop the tape and then come back and see what we got to talk about about it. If you have read it, let's go ahead and jump into it. Today, we are continuing on the tongue, the power of the tongue. James dedicates a, a, a portion of his letter to the tongue and how it affects us. And we talked about the power of the tongue in regards to teachers, but let's not just say it's there. We applied it last week to, or I'm sorry, not last week, but last episode to uh, um, the general idea of living. And we should do that as we continue here. And so what is uh, James saying? The first question, what is he actually saying about the tongue in regards to how we live? Well, he goes into a um, kind of like a metaphor or an example of the power of the tongue. And he talks about how horses, we put just a small little bit in their mouth and we can control them. We tell them where to go, left, right, back, forth. You know what I'm saying? I've never rode a horse, but uh, I've seen them on TV. And that's what it seems happens. And then he continues and he talks about a boat and he's like a big, huge you know, uh, uh, boats with all these things are driven by these wind, these strong winds and these powerful, you know, winds that are dangerous at times. He says, but it's controlled by itty bitty rudder. And whoever controls that rudder controls the direction of the ship. And he says, and this is the way that the tongue is. It says it's a small member. It's just a little bitty piece of the body that is in the mouth. Yet it has great control over our whole bodies. Okay. But the idea here is that we, we ourselves, our mental mentality control the tongue and then thereby controlling our entire selves. That's, that's the whole idea that James is trying to get at. He says it's a small member that boasts much. And then he goes on to give another example. He says, man, how great a fire can be set ablaze by the tongue. So now we went from um, like a, a, a uh, not necessarily a bad idea of the tongue, but just an understanding that it is a powerful tool a powerful member of our body to now recognizing that in this power, the thing that we need to remind ourselves of is the destructive nature of it. It says it sets a small fire, sets ablaze a whole forest. And so is the tongue. It is a fire, man, a fire. And it says that it set, it sets ablaze the course of life. That means that, that dude, that it can destroy a whole life. The way that you live can be destroyed by the small actions of the tongue. And then it says that this fire, it's a fire from hell. A fire from Gehenna. So let's do a little side note real quick on the word Gehenna, which I just want to talk about because I don't know if many people know, but Gehenna was actually a place that was, uh, some people say it's like a trash heap that was continually 
and a perpetually on fire, whether they threw their fire out, their refuse out, and everything like that. But I think above all, the idea of Gehenna was the fact that that was where it was child sacrifices to Malek, that the people of, of Israel actually sacrificed their children to the God of Molek in that area. And that is something in which they condemned. And so it's like that this fire is such an evil. It is such a destructive part of, of the, the tongue is, is that is that it should be condemned. That it should be destroyed. And that's where we get the idea of hell from is because uh, it is a place where fire burns, the worm never dies. But also it's a place of condemnation, of judgment, of wrath that should be placed upon people. And that is the idea of the tongue when used improperly. And so the reason I say that James moved into the improper use is because he doesn't want us to say that the tongue is in itself bad. But when used evilly for evil purposes, it is to be condemned. A fire that is set ablaze from hell. So what can we say about these things, uh, about God in this scripture? I do want to say the wisdom of the scriptures that we have been reading, because these are wisdom scriptures. James is just talking about living out uh, of faith or um, this is the we talked about earlier. I just want to go a little quick overview so we can understand how this connects with that. But, uh, yeah, we talked about how it is uh, rich and poor. And then it's also about testing and trials. But then we also said that it was a little bit about wisdom. Those three main principles is what we're going to see. And James is saying that wisdom, which is uh, in the Jewish understanding, the, the knowledge of God, um, knowing God is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And then how to appropriate that knowledge in life. That's what wisdom is. And so he is telling us that the tongue being such a, a powerful member, those who are wise tame it. That's the action of the wise. And so this is wisdom literature right here saying that the words that we speak have power and to use them in such a wise way. That's why it doesn't explicitly say it's evil, but that we need to understand the capacity for it to be evil. But what does this say about God? Well, words are very important. If James is speaking about this in such a way that he takes the time to talk about this in a, in a large capacity, then it should be understood that God sees words as important. And that's not even to count all of the scriptures that have been talked about before about the power of words, how they can build and how they can destroy. Words are important to God. What does this say about man? I think it lets us recognize the um, the effect that we have on people by what we say. We have a tremendous effect on people by what we say, whether it be good or bad. And how can we apply these things to our lives? Well, I think we can go back to what James says earlier in Scripture. He says, be quick to listen, but slow to speak. We must be slow to speak. Uh, gather the information. Understand what's going on. Don't let our anger rule us because right after quick, slow to speak says slow to anger because anger sometimes guides our speech. And we don't want that to happen. Man. We don't want to say something reckless and hurt someone because now we know 
the power that our tongue has. And so we can apply these things in our lives, like I said, being slow to speak, but quick to listen. But watch what you say when you speak to others. I appreciate you guys for listening. And man, it's been great going through James as we continue our study through it. I'll see you in the next episode.